welcome back to the show that just wants to play. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am really bummed that the Universal title will never be defended again. I am Amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is the best in the world, so why wouldn't he be on my Survivor Series team? He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. I think I am probably the best in the world at doing three podcasts, one of which is about webcomics in the world. I'm going to throw that out there. That's a, that's a very specific designation for yourself, but I'll take it. Yeah! And... Uh, so, uh, this, this is uh, definitely a mixed bag week for me, um, especially as far as WWE is concerned. It's, uh, Raw was largely a rerun, and SmackDown, uh, as we discussed before the show, uh, really moved the ball forward on some things, at least moved some stories forward for Survivor Series, which is good because it's only a week away now. Um... But I, for me, there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling really to to write home about this week. Um, but uh, we got to do our segments, so I still found a match of the night. Yes, 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 yes. And for me, there's no question uh, what what sticks in my mind after this week of wrestling was a match that we've seen many many times. But I don't know that I'll ever get tired of seeing it because they come up with something new every single time. And also, it's just awesome. Uh, is New Day versus the Usos. In this case, it was for the right to be the captain of the Survivor Series tag team match. Which is interesting that they're doing that because I'm pretty sure Survivor Series is next week. And I'm pretty sure they only have like two teams now on that team. And I assumed it was going to be five teams. So it'd be ten guys on each side, but I don't know. I guess that's not necessarily the case. I see. I thought it was going to be uh, five men on each team, so it would be two tag teams and one little loner loner guy, or the New Day and the Usos. Because who else would you want on your team? The bar can't be on it. That's, so there you go. That's true. But then, then does Raw have any three man teams currently that would be able to step up? I'm trying to think who because the, the Sanity is on SmackDown. Uh. If you say the bar and Big Show, then that would count as three. But you but know that's fudging. The they're details. also on SmackDown. I, I don't, yeah, I know. That's I don't think there's any three man teams on Raw right so, now. Hell, there's barely any teams. I was going to say, gonna, really, uh, gonna say AOP and Drake Maverick, but they're fighting the bar because they're the champions. Um, I don't know. B team and Balor, and he's just like, hey, my name starts with B. No one else does anything with me. B team, B team, go, 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 and they'd, they'd love it. They wanted to be on Ballard Bob. Club before. It's like a role reversal. They'll be like, welly, welly, welly. Look who comes crawling back to the B team. And Bobby Lashley comes up. Hey, guys. I told I have a, I have a match with Finn tonight. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm wrestling with these guys. No, you, you go do your thing. <laughs> Lashley. Lashley. Nope, nope. You're fine. I'm fine. You guys just, just you go in the bathroom. I'll be out here. Bathroom. Don't worry about me. Bathroom. <laughs> I think he just chants in that voice whatever is going on. Tacos! Tacos! Yeah. All right, you guys have to take him out to lunch today. No, I don't want to take Leo out. Uh, Fine, come on. Sandwich! 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 Boost your seat. Stop asking questions. (laughs) He's probably taller than me. Yeah, probably. Um... So yeah, uh, that we'll uh, get back to to um, yeah. He's Rob. an inch taller so, than me. I... 
Looked at you looked like, it up. I looked it up. He's and he's, and he's taller five than six. You. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna say. I, I know you've said you're short and uh, I'm tall, so everybody's short to me. But that uh, he is what I would define as a shrimpy looking dude, especially mm-hmm. considered compared to the dudes on Raw. So you would be shorter than him. Yeah. Which would that's okay. That that would put you at like Seth Green levels when he's on Raw. <laughs> he's like literally just looking up at people like I'm a child. <laughs> They, they would need to get me, like, I would need a booster seat. I'd need those big, big shoes. Like, I don't know. I I would be, like, just a walking nut punch because that's all I could do. It's right on my level. I now want few things more than to attend a wrestling show with you and go backstage and meet some guys and just <laughs> just take pictures with everybody. I was like, nope, this is the actual size. This, is, this, this guy is... is two Steves tall. It's yeah. amazing. Look at me. I'm almost as tall as Kurt Angle. Steve, well, he couldn't quite get in the picture. That's the top of his head right there. <laughs> Just see a little hat brim in the bottom of every picture. <laughs> that was Steve. He took his own pictures. You can see them. They have they feature everybody's knees. <laughs> you want to see a picture of me next to Bobby Lashley's six-pack? I'm right here. <laughs> no, that would be Tony Deese. You could count his abs for him. I imagine he has somebody do that for him when he's too busy doing other things, which I, I can't remember last time he wrestled, so maybe not, not doing much. Yeah, I don't think he's too busy to count his abs. Last I saw him was in NXT, and I'm trying to remember who he wrestled. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that. That's all I got on that. Uh, going back to uh, the matches themselves, uh, New Day Usos, uh, it, it's just great. Like, Big E did two big dives, not just one, but two, one where he missed completely. Uh, which is funny because he he wiped out on that one, and they're talking about, oh my god, that was such impact! Oh, there's no way! And then they turn the camera back around, and he's up, and he's jumping on somebody. And they're like, oh my, what happened? What? Where's Biggie getting this? Like literally, like, uh, uh, okay. Um, and uh, Kofi did some <laughs> some interesting stuff, including uh, holding onto the ropes backwards and just kind of shaking his dick. At one of the Usos to distract him while Biggie came around for a lariat. That's what you do. That's their one weakness. Dick shaking. I would say that's the, the New Day's strength. I don't know if I would call it a weakness for anybody. No, it's but... the Usos' weakness. If you yeah. shake your dick at them, they, I don't know, can't do a frog splash? It's weird. And so it the match... their their moves. <laughs> the match ends as it should uh, with uh, the... The Usos, sorry. The Usos coming out on top and them saying, you know, we, we fought so many times. We fought to hell and back, talking about hell in a cell. And uh, there's nobody we would want on our team more than you guys. So you're our first pick. It's like, uh, duh, but also that's cool. <laughs> like, that's where that, that – I don't think this rival, rivalry should ever end. They should always be ready to fight each other just because it's always going to be awesome. But also, at the end, they should shake hands and be like, man, we really tore it down that time, didn't we? Okay, see you in a couple months when they need us again. <laughs> so I, I I will never get tired of these teams fighting each other and that's awesome to say because I was watching a th- something uh, the other day where I saw the Usos like the old Usos doing the uh, the old entrance where they you know they would do the whole Samoan thing and shout out to the crowd like that's it feels so long ago compared to the Usos we have now mm-hmm. oh yeah they are probably the most transformed team of the last five years if not longer it's crazy. And I was also thinking to myself, I got nostalgic, you know, and I was like, oh, I'd really like to see that entrance again because I, I just, it's, th- there's something to it. Like, it was, it, it was, it was a cool entrance, but part of the coolness was when they jumped up in the air, they came down and the fire hit, and now nothing would happen. So it would just be like 
Brock Lesnar doing his entrance and nothing happens. It's like <laughs> that just that just looks like a child. That just looks yeah, like a child yeah. acting like their favorite wrestler. That doesn't look like anything anymore. So, so it's probably best that they don't do that one anymore. But I, yeah, it's, it's so far from the Usos we used to have, and uh, so much better, I think, in every way. So, so yeah, that that match was great as uh, as it always will be. Almas versus Mysterio was another uh, match that was uh, for a spot on a Survivor Series team. Actually, technically, this, this was uh, Daniel Bryan's pick, and then The Miz said he has to win his match to impress me enough. So Bryan and Miz are uh, co-captains of the Survivor Series team, which I think led to some awesome kind of comedic moments, you know, where they would mm-hmm. agree on something, and they'd look at each other and like, ew, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get I I want them to be blood rivals and I want them to fight forever and I I want them to fight at WrestleMania for the title still but just having them them coexist and having slightly okay with it and neither of them being okay with being okay with it I think was uh, some fun moments of the night. It was a wonderful aside. You can't have an epic rivalry where it's constantly going at a hundred percent the entire time that lasts very long. Like there just needs to be some downtime and this is a great way to get some downtime it keeps them both in the forefront you get some comedy moments it it was a wonderful change of pace yeah um so uh the match almas versus mysterio uh i want to see this be a part of a bigger program someday like i know right now almas is just kind of shifting around to the big names at least but just kind of having these quick little matches and never having a real feud which uh eventually I want him to have a program with somebody, but I also don't want it to be, you know, him fighting Rusev for four months straight. Like I would rather he bounce around to all the big names and get all these awesome matches in, uh, before that happens. So, uh, I, I like this for what it was. Like it was, it was a n- nice quick little brief, a glimpse into an awesome, uh, you know, possible title match down the line. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I think they m- I don't know if they've ever worked together. I would imagine they have at some point. They both have had very long careers. So, but yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed it. And uh, my final match of the night is also on SmackDown Live. And it was the interesting overseas debut of Necacross. <laughs> um, I marked out for this. This was awesome. I, I think everybody did. I, I It was, you know, uh, Becky coming out just to cut her promo on Ronda, who's now she's calling Ronnie, uh, which is just fun. That, that their, their back and forth, especially not being face-to-face ever, is, uh, I think I think it's working for what it is. Like, I, I, I'm really excited to see that match. The build is kind of, you know, uh, languishing in places because, again, they can't get face-to-face yet. Outside I don't know. Of one it- moment. But it reminds me of the uh, Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar uh, hype packet or not hype, but feud that was so awesome of just them cutting promos on each other because Brock Lesnar couldn't be bothered to show up for work. But but uh, Samoa Joe could still carry a feud with them. But this one, they're both cutting really good promos. Like I, I thought I think they've both just been playing it perfectly. It's been great. I, I th- they're doing a good job with what they have, yeah. Which is a short build, and also again, uh, no having stakes, to, having to no, do it. Well, yeah, no, no actual, no, no actual stakes. consequence. No one, no, everyone knows this. This is non-canon almost, sort of, yeah. But I think the non-canon stuff, the WWE is some of the best. Uh, oh, exactly. Like when uh, uh, Styles and Balor had to fight at uh, uh, what's that TLC? 
Uh, After Roman yeah, got well, sick it was and T- Angle yeah. had to replace him and everything just went. I remember we called it TL sick or something. <laughs> Probably. No um, us. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so Becky gets to cut her promo and then she says, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to fight. Like somebody come out and fight me. And so Sandy's music hits and I'm like, Okay, I know what I want this to be, but I don't know why Sandy's coming. <laughs> Killian out. Dane versus oh, God. Becky Lynch. That Jeez. would be awesome. I don't know. Let's no. Let's not do our first intergender match like that. Um, so they come out and they just they just stand there. I don't think they even said a word. They just pointed towards the curtain, like, "No, we're here for this person." And of course, Nikki Cross comes running out, and the crowd goes nuts because you know she's been she's been wrestling with SmackDown for a while, but it's been house shows and everything. So it's great to finally see her joining Sanity. Uh, getting an awesome match with Becky Lynch just out of nowhere is is great, and I I love these types of matches where, for all intents and purposes, this is a debut. Like we know she's been mm-hmm. in NXT, she's been on some main roster stuff as well, but for the, this is her debut. So for her debut to be against the champ, arguably the best in the game right now, and also not have it just be a squash, not have it just be, you know, I'm, I'm here, but of course she's going to win. Cause she's the champ. It's just, it, she looked very, very good for having hung with Becky Lynch. Oh yeah. It was, it was great. And I liked, I liked that they were giving rub to a UK based wrestler or you, a wrestler from the UK in the UK. They're, they're both UK wrestler. Well, technically Ireland's not the UK, but they're both British Isles wrestlers. They're both hometown compared to a lot of wrestlers. It was, I was, I liked that they do that. I thought, I mean, who else is going to fight Becky Lynch in the mood she's in right now? Like, I like that they're making it so that not a lot of people want to fight her. Like, if people were just, like, running out to fight her at every opportunity, it would take some of the gravitas away from her. Like, right now, she's pissed. She is spitting fire. She is ready to break your arm. I don't want to fight that. Nikki Cross, on the other hand, that works for her character. She'll fight the lady who's going around snapping people's arms. She doesn't care. Yes. Uh, she doesn't care, but also, as she herself says, you know, I'm here to play. Like, I want to play. Yeah. Play with me, Becky. And that's, yeah. just, you know, uh, Becky clearly knowing who she is. And they've, I mean, they wrestled in NXT. So she, uh, you know, doesn't get to play the whole, what is this thing in front of me? But also, you kind of have to treat Nikki Cross like that because she always acts so weird. And, you know, she might she might come at you with straight wrestling moves and that would surprise you. Or she might bite the ring ropes for five minutes <laughs> getting ready for the match. Like, you just don't know. And my Irish whip won't work because the ropes have been gnawed through. <laughs> it's her secret. It's her, she's got adamantium that's, teeth. That's how she sends people over the top rope. She just bites the rope and there's no more rope. <laughs> Uh, if they could pull that off, that would be an awesome trick. So uh, she she loses, like I said. Uh, Cross uh, taps out, but uh, she looked very very good for it, and I I hope we get to see her now every week. And uh, I, I I they they did form the team uh, for the women's team for SmackDown later in the night, so I, she's not on it, which sucks. But I think that would be a great spot for her as well. Maybe somebody can get injured. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Sonya Deville gets injured by Be- uh, um, Mandy Rose because they're having a quick little spat as Absolution dissolves. Which is but, good. They needed to do something with that they, to address that just for continuity's sake in my mind. Yeah. Or so. I, I figured they would be keeping them together if we finally get the women's tag team belts that we've been hoping for and they would make a good uh, team. But uh, that doesn't appear to be the case. Let's not put people on the shelf waiting for that hypothetical title. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Um, 
sorry, Be- uh, sorry, uh, Banks and Bailey, but more sorry, Oscar and Naomi. They were they were my my favorite team in the history of women's teams. I think they can still reform when needed. Uh, but yeah, that was team it was good to see forever. It was good to see Oscar's on the team though because they're naming people. I'm just like they're like Naomi and uh, 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 who else did they put on the team? That I was like well, what. When, yeah, when it was Sonya Deville, they're like, really? Yeah, Sonya Deville and Naomi, so- and I'm like, okay, if the next one's not Asuka, y'all have screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It was the Empress of Tomorrow. They said the Empress of Tomorrow, I'm like, how did they not pick Asuka? I'm like, wait a minute, she is the Empress of Tomorrow. <laughs> These damn Tomorrow lines. is already here, Jason. Tomorrow <laughs> is already here. I was thinking Pay that was Bliss. I was like, wait, she jumped? What? No. Oh, that's right. She's she's, she's the, the goddess of goddess, today. Goddess, yes. I, it's, it's so hard to keep straight. Um... So a match that I had in a separate segment, uh, you have now just literally oh. at these moments as we're speaking, put it in the match of the night. Uh, so why don't you tell us why? Well, because you, you thought... have it on a near fall. I think this is amazing. This I, of... I well, there's reasons that I thought it was, but uh, so Kurt Angle took on Drew McIntyre in the main event of Raw, and uh, it was sad for Kurt Angle, which it, it kind of should be. But uh, yeah. why, why did you think it was a match of the night? So right now we exist in a world where the main event at shows has a combined age of almost 200. We are in a time period where part-time old retired wrestlers are being put over and just made to be icons and the men. And here we have, hands down, one of the toughest, strongest competitors in the history of the industry, both inside and outside of kayfabe laying down for the next generation like like he should he's setting an example for everyone of what you're supposed to be when you go out you go out on your back you do it to put somebody else over you make somebody else look strong mcintyre looked amazing he got some amazing heel heat and it wasn't the cheap heat of breaking somebody's dad's glasses it was real i'm beating up a legend because i can this um, was the match of the week. So I I agree that the match was good, and I like it just on the face of, of the match itself. But if you look at the long story that I think they're telling here, the story is not Angle putting over McIntyre. In the short term, it is. But in the long term, it's this is Angle refocusing. Like, he's he's going back into wrestling. He's not looking to be GM anymore. This is him getting his butt whooped and now realizing, okay, I've, I've got to, these are the things I've got to work on to be the best again. So I, I think that's the story we're actually telling here. I, it, especially with the, the Instagram posts and tweets and everything that he sent out, like, you know, I, I, I got beat by the better man and that's absolutely, you know, there's no question about it. Hats off to drew. And, uh, you know, I, he said something and then said yet, like I, I'm not done yet. I, I and definitely. In that case, at least we're getting an old man who has earned it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, all the old man matches right now are being done because we're having so many big money overseas cards and those people want to see, you know, the big stars of yesteryear. So that's mm-hmm. that's why we get all these stupid programs that come out of nowhere where Kane and Undertaker fight Triple H and Shawn Michaels and whoops, we injured one of them because they're old guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but... Oh, did you see the pictures of his, the bruise yeah. on his pack? Man, yeah. That looked, ugh. Ah, anyway. It's, it's, I mean, that's, yeah. If you, 
But if you're gonna keep doing it, earn it. But I don't think they're they they absolutely could go that way. There's nothing about the way they're booking things right now that says no. They're too smart to do that. They're too good to do that. No, that's WWE. They're never too good or too smart to do anything stupid. So yes, it could happen. But for this week, I left that match thinking this was amazing. This is what was happening. I'm not looking down the future. I'm not fantasy booking anything because you yell at me. I was just judging it for what it was, and I thought it was amazing. And it was. I, that's absolutely true. And I, it did put over Drew McIntyre, uh, hopefully in a way that separates him from Dolph Ziggler, who's kind of doing his own thing right now. I think they're they're uh, a fine team. Separate. You can bring right. them back together when you need to, but I think ma- making Drew separate and pushing him to the moon right now, hopefully as the next competitor to Brock Lesnar, but we'll get to that later because I don't know that he's going to have a competitor anytime soon uh, that matters. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you on the, on those bases. It, it was a, it definitely, definitely the match of that night of raw. There, there's no question. Um, but I did, I think on raw and SmackDown, uh, some guys might not have had matches of the night, but they did have killer gimmicks. And uh, the, the first of those is on Raw, where uh, Seth Rollins bravely battles on his own to defend his tag team championships. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, this is always a setup from Kip Baron Corbin to get the titles off of him, and that's exactly what happens. So now AOP is your tag title, your tag champions on Raw. Which yeah. is how it should be. Yeah, it definitely should not be on... Uh... Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose right now. I wouldn't say it should be them. I mean, the B team's still around. Nah. But, yeah. Let's, they're, not, they're, let's not say things we both know are, are hilarious fabrications. No, they literally are still around. We saw them. Yes, um, they are literally still around. There's lots of teams that are around. The Revival is still around. Trust me. That, they just don't have any tag championships because the world is not fair. And I know right, this. Right. And, but I, I do think putting it on AOP at least lets other teams chase it. So now we can have the Revival versus AOP. We can have... I'd like to see the B team versus AOP. Um, I would like to see... Is the club still around? Do they still count? Like, I don't, I don't know, but I would love to see them fight AOP. I would love to see tag team wrestling on Raw. And so this, this will allow that to happen for the first time in months. Yeah. I, I I hope that's what we get out of it and not just Lesnar-type champions that forget they have championships and never show up. I, I want Drake Maverick, you know, sitting there every week getting them matches saying, hey, you guys have these belts. You are you are ridiculously huge and dominant. Let's go fight everyone. Hey, you know so who's we, big? You guys are big. No, he's not big? Me. That's right. I'm small. But you guys are big. Um... And the other killer gimmick we kind of uh, touched on already was the the Miz Bryan kind of back and forth on SmackDown. Uh, I I didn't love the way it ended the night, which was uh, so another match that's happening to determine who's going to be on the team is Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe, and uh, you'll pardon me if I turn away from my microphone and laugh for five minutes straight at that match. There's no way Hardy's going to win that, uh, and he doesn't. But uh, we get uh, Joe getting in the face of. Daniel Bryan, who clearly doesn't like Joe necessarily for the things he does, but you know, he's like, he's a killer. So we definitely should have him on our team, but Joe gets in his face and Daniel uh, jumps off a commentary to punch him in the face. And then we get uh, the, 
the the most interesting part of it all was the Miz stepping in to stop Daniel Bryan, but not just giving him a skull crushing finale, like just pulling him off, just like, dude, calm down. This is our team. Stop mm-hmm. fighting. And then, you know, Daniel Bryan shoves him down and then tosses Shane because he doesn't realize who it is or just because he hates Shane because we should all hate Shane. Um, uh, so that was an interesting, uh, but not n- not particularly a moment that I loved. Daniel Bryan, you know, walking away, just like shaking his head like, I don't, I don't, I'm not the one in the wrong when he's clearly the one in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that was interesting. I, I, there's a lot they could do from this. I'm very interested where they go with it. I don't know. I doubt they're going to go as cerebral and as uh, character-defining as we would all like them to. But it was, you know, I do think the Miz is going to be the one to talk him down and to try and hold the team together, which is an interesting position to put him in. We've never seen Miz the tired, frustrated father figure, but I think we're going to see Miz the tired, frustrated father figure trying to hold his SmackDown team together next week. And I think that could be fun. I think he'll do it really well. I think he's going to come out. His tie is going to be like all loose and his clothes will all be askew. He's going to be talking to Maurice. He's like, I don't know what to do. They won't stop fighting. I can't put Joe and Daniel in the same room and Shane keeps yelling at me. And, and Rey Mysterio just keeps 619 and people for no reason. You ever see a guy 619 outside of the ring? It's weird, but he does it. Six one nine and is not a phrase I think I've ever heard. That was that that was an interesting uh, one you coined there. I I need now I need a scene uh, a pre match from next next uh, week's Survivor Series match where uh, Brian or Miz is driving all of the the entire team to the arena in a van <laughs> and they're all pissed off and they're all bickering and <laughs> like he yells back at each them. other in the back. I will turn this van around. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Right time. now. Who wants juice boxes? Me, 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 me. And he's passing out juice boxes to Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan's in a little booster seat again, just to keep the thing going. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I need to see that now. Um, it, it is, it is an interesting at least dynamic within the team because again, once the teams actually fight, somebody's gonna turn on somebody. It's, all indications are probably gonna be Shane. Um, probably turns on the, the the team even though he bleeds blue oh See yeah him. he and Samoa Joe are gonna just go on a rampage and I don't know choke out Daniel Bryan I don't think I don't know that Joe would I think he he believes in doing it for the team and there's nobody on that team necessarily that he hates because you know AJ Styles won't be there and uh and maybe I don't know unless he starts uh, tries to harass another person's family no but this like, will probably be right there he he will He's a corporate thug if he needs to be. He's done. He's played that role before. That's how he came up to the main roster. So I could see uh, Shane, Shane McMahon just saying, yeah, destroy him. Put him in a headlock. M- make Daniel's face go red. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see that. Uh, like you said, it gives an, at least an interesting element going into the match that's not just these five guys are fighting these five guys because the McMahon said to, which, I mean... They've already sold the the next episode of Raw, the one before Survivor Series, as being big because Stephanie McMahon is there, and I already shoved my entire fist down my throat to vomit all of that up, so I don't have to deal with it. Wait, what? you're gonna eat again before Monday? I won't eat that. <laughs> I will not eat Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon versus each other. Oh. Unless they put Stephanie McMahon on the team. If she says, like, you know, Shane's on the team, so I have to be on the team. So, guys, I'm tagging in. <laughs> Wait, on the men's team? Yeah. Oh. 
Braun, you're out. I'm taking your place. <laughs> they just put her on Braun's shoulders and just go out, punch him. I mean, if they need something for Ember Moon to do, that'd be fine. She, she's 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 been tagging with Braun. She knows what he's uh, what's up with oh. him. Um, so that that'll do it for that segment. I do have to get really quickly to a <laughs> this segment really exists this week for only one thing, but I do have to say this had no heat. That would be uh, Nia Jax. Poor, poor Nia Jax. Uh, constantly getting nerfed and, and <laughs> screwed in whatever way. Teaming up with Tamina to take out Ember Moon. That's right. Nia Jax and Tamina, the two biggest women on the roster, taking out probably the smallest woman on the roster right now, Ember Moon. Good job, guys. Hope you're proud of yourself. I, also, Tamina. I know that they're trying to set up a Sisters of Destruction. I know what they're trying to do. But if this is a way to set up Ember Moon as a giant slayer, I would love that. I love every once in a while you get uh, someone who doesn't wrestle that well against people their own size but can just destroy people bigger than them. I would love her to be like the reverse big show where to punish people who are big, you have them fight Ember Moon. And she just seems like, it's really easy to hit the Eclipse. You're so stupid tall. I just reach off and do it. I fight giants. I mean, she should fight everyone. Like, Ember Moon, I I know we say this every week about somebody, and it's just not happening, but she should be the biggest thing on the Raw roster. Like, Sasha Banks and, and Bayley are doing their thing, so they're both, you know, preoccupied with Natalia, unfortunately, and the Riot Squad. Um, I like that and, they're and with that, Natalia. It gives Natalia something to do. Yeah, well, that's uh, her her daddy's sunglasses got broken, so we had to stop the match, <laughs> or the match ended. I, uh, that was that was another weird one. I I'd forgotten to mention that, but yeah, they're having a six woman, a, a six, a three woman tag, whatever you call it. Six um, tag because they're six and women. they're you know having the match, and then uh, Ruby Riot's mean and breaks her daddy's sunglasses, which. I, I know I bring him up every week, but uh, Brandon Stroud rightly points out that WWE is terrible at doing the, this is a prized possession, please don't break it, and so clearly it's going to get broken, but only doing that the for that one episode. It's the yes. Chekhov's gun. It's that mm-hmm. you introduce it only because something's going to happen about it, and that's like, oh, Mr. McMahon got an awesome new car, oh, check out that car, hope Stone Cold isn't around to do anything to it. <laughs> It's uh, oh my daddy's sunglasses they're so I'm they're so prized oh he it's the last thing he left to me oh daddy I love you so much of course Ruby Riot's gonna break that thing yeah it it was she should yeah <laughs> like, if, if something's important to you don't take it around the Riot Squad no they write on don't, stuff what well, do it like my kid does like I she has a toy okay don't bring that toy to the car don't definitely don't take it out of the car because you're gonna lose it all right what happened the toy got lost did I tell you it was gonna get lost yes and you're you're crying anyways. Natalia, don't take your glasses down to the ring. Just leave them back in the backstage area. <laughs> Becky or uh, Sasha and Bailey should have told her that. So they're they're just bad friends. But the fact that it ended the match was uh, that was weird. But um, we're gonna skip near falls because we've already talked about the items that I had there, and uh, you've you've transformed one. How dare you? It was um uh, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. No, that's fine. Um, but we do have to step out of the ring to get to the ringside area. 
because we've got a lot of elements uh, there that I'd like to talk about. The first being that, so Brock is the champ now. Apparently he only has two matches on his, uh, uh, that he's scheduled to do now. It sounds like they gave him a little longer uh, stretch of wrestling, the little extension in his contract, and so he's wrestling two more times. This week, or this upcoming Survivor Series is one, and the other may not be until WrestleMania. Which, I, it, it sounds like it's putting a wrench into so many works because he's still scheduled to possibly fight somebody in UFC. Uh, and that would be, I, I think, early next year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or I think, no, I'm sorry. He, he re-enters the pool and he gets starts training and then the match would happen, I think, close to WrestleMania. So basically everything's crossing over. So he couldn't wrestle in UFC because if he gets injured there, you know, because you can actually get injured there. Like, you get injured both places. But uh, then he wouldn't make his WrestleMania match and vice versa. If he got injured at WrestleMania, he wouldn't be good for UFC. So uh, it sounds like he's just putting everybody over a over a barrel and I, I I'm sorry but none of it seems worth it I know they say he's big money but I just stop with the making Brock champion is he big money I don't know anyone who tunes in just for Brock Lesnar not like, anymore no I don't know yeah like they they want cross market appeal I get that and I think I don't know for a fact that it's working with Ronda Rousey because I don't know. I don't know anyone who's come into wrestling because of Ronda Rousey, but I know a lot of people have latched onto her who are already in wrestling and liked it. And it wouldn't surprise me if people from outside wrestling had come in because of her. But she's around. She's doing stuff. It's different. Brock, Le- if she started acting like Brock Lesnar, I would say stop <laughs> making her the champ and and let her go do her thing and fart around over there. That's what Brock Lesnar has done. I don't think he's bringing anything. I don't think he's adding anything. I think unless, unless Daniel Cormier takes his belt from him. He's like, now I got three belts. And then he comes on and be, and, uh, bees, a, a commentator. That's not right. Where's nope. English I'm is a commentator. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> But if, if he comes back and is a commentator on SmackDown and he's like, here, I brought you guys, you guys lost this belt. Here you go. I'm a team player. I respect the industry. I respect this belt. It's going to go back to Raw. Like, that would be cool. But that depends on him winning a real fight, which, I mean, odds are he's going to just destroy Brock Lesnar. And that would be great. But, I mean, you can't build a kayfabe story around stuff like that. And there, I, if... Even if I did respect wrestling, I'm like, no, I beat your champion. I get to keep this belt. This is mine now. The rules of your world. I have a, I have this massive collection of belts. I'm just going around taking everyone's belt. You got a belt? Give me your belt. I'm belt man. I do think it would be a cool visual and just a moment of seeing Brock show up either at one place with the other place's belt. Like, I think that is, that is a cool crossover thing that I... Unfortunately, if it did happen, then they would keep chasing that and they would just keep trying to make it happen, which, you know, would be very unfortunate and be very tiring. But I, I think just once him showing up at a UFC event with the WWE title and, you know, uh, uh, Cormier or whoever he's fighting saying, all right, you're putting that belt on the line, too. Well, so it's like that, that person becomes champ and then they have to fight at WrestleMania because, whoops, I beat Brock Lesnar somewhere else. Well, so, like, I, I, I'll bring up my thing from lower down. Uh, so, I watched the last Cormier fight. 
the dude cut the best babyface promo I've seen. He he put over his opponent who he destroyed. He absolutely destroyed the guy. He's like, no, he's great. He, he has a great story. He worked real hard, just not as good as me. And he's like, I'm the two-time champ. And you know what? Hey, Brock Lesnar, I'm going to take your belt too. <laughs> I'm going to be a three-time champ. And Dana White was, or no, it was, uh, Joe Rogan was there just lapping it up. But it was a great promo. I totally get now why they want or there's talks of uh, WWE wanting him on the on the desk, so it it could happen. It was it's it's a weird line blurring thing that I don't like, and it takes the belt off of where it should be. So I really hope that he that Brock Lesnar wrestles before WrestleMania. There's no reason to wait that long. Have him drop the belt at uh, whatever the paper next pay per view Royal Rumble. Let's do Royal Rumble. I mean, I would prefer to see that too, but I, I, all indications are he's going to be wrestling somebody at uh, WrestleMania. So I don't know. We'll see, as as we know, these things change when you know one guy gets injured and the entire thing gets reshuffled. So that's uh, that could happen again between now and then, and we'll just just see what happens. But I hate that Brock Lesnar is champion once again. Just make a new uh, belt again. They've done it before. And this is the Galactic Champion. Galaxies yeah, are smaller than the universe. Now. That's the, that's the, they went too big. They should have they should just made it the solar system championship so they had room to escalate if some D-bag runs off with the belt again. Once you go universal, you can't go small multiversal? Was that what's next? I mean, it's possible. I, I belt prime. If, if you saw Dale O'Brien's promo on a Talking Smack back in the day, this is exactly what he was talking about was, you know, how big can you go? Do we need to have Shane, do we need to make the Galactic Championship? Is that what's next? The universal, uh come on guys yeah so it is stupid he, he's already run that down um thankfully if we do have brock lesnar matches they will not go over the three-hour time limit any longer because raw is going back to a strict three-hour run which i don't believe it's done since the uh the monday night wars days which was kind of the point was like you know you can turn over to nitro if you want you know, we can tell you what's going to happen but we're we're going over here fans we're going to stick with this until it's over and then it just kind of became a thing and now they just go over 15 minutes because that's what they're expected to do um but that's not going to happen anymore it's going to be like smackdown apparently where i don't know if they'll have the countdown like smackdown does <laughs> hopefully not because that's kind of distracting but uh yeah when we hit 11 raw's off the air kayfabe is dead it's i a, mean it's a you, Every sporting event that you have has the potential to go over. You know, you're watching the World Series and it goes into extra innings. They're like, "Well, you're still here, guys." Like, if you if you have a hard ending, are you scripting it? How do you know it's going to end right at the three hour mark? Hmm. Totally fine with it. Totally makes sense. Okay, to be fair, they have on. Uh... And that's when they tape the show afterwards, which I don't think they do with Raw, but they have on SmackDown uh, done. You know, they did the mix match challenge or whatever. They would have Styles is still brawling with Samoa Joe, and so you know that that goes over, and they just go off the air with it. And when they come on to mix match challenge, that's still happening because we're still here. We can't cover up the fact that they're still fighting. They so, just keep fighting in the background while you have a mix match challenge match in the actual ring. That'd be great. No, it's actually if you've ever watched that, it's while Corey Graves is standing ringside with Michael Cole and uh, Renee Young. I don't remember if that's who's actually calling this one or not, but they they stand ringside to like talk about the matches and also just remind you how you can comment on Facebook and everything. So they'd just be standing ringside while two guys are just beating the crap out of each other behind, <laughs> and they're not paying attention to it at all. Um, 
So yeah, uh, well, we'll see. It's gonna feel weird when it does go off the air at, at eleven, but uh, apparently it's it's taking effect this this week. I don't know what forced them to do that, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, I, I think a welcome change. I'm I'm excited about it. Sadly. I'm making the money sound because the sponsors probably told them, hey, or not the sponsors, the TV network they're on, USA, right? Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, it makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. Uh, if you can't get your stuff in in three hours, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, that, I think that's the bigger thing. Is if you're if you're going 15 minutes over on a three hour show, you don't deserve that. Like whatever's going over should have been booked before. Like, yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss. We know she's injured. We know she's been out since uh, before Evolution. And now, uh, rumor is that she may be in more uh, seriously injured than we thought. And it's possible they're looking for a separate role outside of wrestling for her. Uh, she, of course, you know, is the is the captain of the Survivor Series team, but she's not wrestling on the team because she's still injured. Um, but as, as you pointed out, she shows up looking very, uh, I'm, I'm not going to call it business casual. I'm not going to call it business. I'm gonna, sexy business uh, on Monday night. Very Dana Brooke. Uh, yes, uh, uh, sort of. Uh, you say that, and I just picture that stupid necklace that's also a necktie. <laughs> uh, luckily, not like Dana Brooke completely. Um, so yeah, I, 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 of course, really hope this is not the case. That would really suck if she had to step away from wrestling, uh, before she even hits her prime. I would say, I, she just has so much upside as a wrestler. Uh, that's yeah that would be tragic yeah uh i had not heard this rumor you you may have just ruined my weekend with this be outside pushing your child in a swing and just listlessly looking off what's wrong Uh, dad (laughs) it's the goddess son the goddess the goddess is dead there is no justice Mom, I think Dad thinks it's real again. <laughs> Dad's marking out, Mom. <laughs> Will you come get me out of the swing? <laughs> That's a great child whine. Dad's marking out again, Mom. <laughs> you just left me hanging up here, please. Get me down. Um. So another thing, this isn't necessarily a ringside area element, but I, I, I went back and watched Styles Lesnar from last year at Survivor Series. I had forgotten that they were the champs, that this match happened last year. I feel like it was two years ago, but obviously it was not. And uh, that they were both champs then. So now they're still the champs. So we're getting a rematch, which uh, sucks that, that nobody else is, well, I mean, Roman was champ, obviously, but uh, nobody else has captured the championship since then. Um, but watching this match that doesn't really matter because I really hope they, they build on this match and do it right and not just make it the, uh, the Brock squash of, um, Strowman all over again. No, I I don't think they will. I think it'll be more like the last one where we at least get a decent match out of them. I think AJ Styles can elevate anybody and he elevated Brock last year. I I think that was the best Brock Lesnar match of that year. Uh, it was the best Brock Lesnar match in like two or three years. Yeah, and like, let's just let's just be honest. Yeah. Anything he did with Goldberg was never a good match because those it's Goldberg. He couldn't wrestle more. Right, than... that was good storytelling. That was a good moment, but it wasn't a good match. No, that no. was a good match. 
Yeah, so. I, I was glad I went back and watched it because I'd kind of forgotten elements like, you know, Lesnar just destroying him for like five to seven minutes, just nonstop. Styles gets no offense in. But then Lesnar gets tired because that's what happens after he wrestles for like five minutes. And that's when Styles goes on the offense and hits some. I, the only the, the the worst part about it was that he hit literally everything he could possibly throw at Brock. Brock hits one f five and it's over. Right, that yeah, was the yeah. only bad part of it. Yeah, uh, but, but that gives him something to grow up, or to build off of. We could actually get some long term storytelling, and he kicks out of an f five. We we could have him win. Like I obviously a lot of people agree with me on this. I think AJ Styles should win the match because Brock's leaving. Put some doubt, make him make him mortal. Uh, you're gonna have to take the belt off of AJ Styles sooner or later. He's kind of run his course. This would be a great crowning moment for his role that, or for his reign that I don't think anyone would ever look down on and be like, "Yeah, that was cool." It would also be if he turns heel or even if he stays face. Uh, one of those moments that he would always harp on. Mm-hmm. It's like I beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Can you say that? No, you can't. That's what I thought. Shut up. Best of all time. Shane McMahon's music hits. Damn it! Ah! <laughs> I didn't. I said best of all time, not best in the world or whatever your title is. I'm oh. best in the universe because I beat the universal champion. What are you doing, world boy? World boy. Nice. Um, the final thing I'm going to mention is is uh, more of a personal thing. I saw a YouTube video and I just had to mention it. So uh, uh, Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze have been doing a series now on YouTube for a while for Up Up Down Down where they book the PS2 SmackDown game. Is it... Ah, crap. Is it... Shh, bring the Pain? I forget what it's called. They, they were all named after catch, wrestler catchphrases for a while. Uh, I kind of wish they'd bring that back because it was fun. But uh, so they're doing the, the, the like, man, general manager uh, mode of it and running, like, a show, and they're seeing who can run the sh- better show. And uh, Zelina Vega has stopped in for the last couple of episodes to just kind of hang out in a a, a, a very uh, revealing top sitting behind them the whole time. And I also have a very, very uh, big thing for women that can do accents and do them very well. And it turns out Zelina Vega is one of those people. So uh, these videos are doing it for me. <laughs> and I, I suggest anybody go check them out as well. They're entertaining. I, li- I like watching Woods and Breeze play off each other. And it's, it's uh, far less entertaining when it's just the one of them, like, you know, talking to themselves slash the camera, the audience, while they make their picks and whatever. But when they actually have somebody to explain things to, and uh, Vega, you know, shows her knowledge of wrestling and what uh, who she... Uh, would like to see wrestling these matches that they're putting together. And it's of course, you know, back from the PS two days. So it's back in uh, the not quite attitude era, but shortly thereafter. So, um, yeah. Early ruthless aggression. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. I, around I don't there. know when all the rules are or all the, no, I, I, that doesn't are. necessarily matter. Cause I mean, I'm saying come for the, the fun PS two general manager stuff and stay for Zelina Vega and <laughs> maybe drop a comment and say she should be in every episode. Cause I'm guessing everybody else is doing that as well. Try and make it not sound creepy if you could. That's oh, like... yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why I haven't made one because I don't know that I could do that. But uh, I, I, it is I, – I, Xavier Woods does the exact same thing. Like every time she uses the accent, he's just, he, he like just starts giggling like a little schoolboy. He's just like, I can't take it, man. I just can't take that. And she's like, oh, you can't you – can't and then she uses another accent. And he's just like, oh, okay, stop. I have to leave. Like it feels like he's about to walk off with a, you know his uh, – textbook over his crotch <laughs> nope i'm fine i'm just gonna go over here there's a thing i want to check out 
in the corner. I have to have a boner over here for a minute. Sorry, you'll have to excuse uh, that, me. That, that, every every man understands that. You know, eventually you meet a moment where you have to have a boner over there. <laughs> That's just how it is. T-shirt, print it. Yes, that'll be our first wrestling shirt. <laughs> Every man knows what it's like to have a boner over there and show a corner <laughs> with a ficus. No, it's just a corner. Yeah, it's just a corner. Ficus is like, have your boner here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe boner space. <laughs> oh, and with that, it'll be the end of this episode of Pro Grapplers. Uh, for whatever reason, thank you for listening. <laughs> if, if you like it, it please subscribe. Us more and more every time you do. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Leave a review while you're there, if that's possible. You can find us on Twitter, at PGrapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. Individually, I am at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I am Amazing Jason Sigler. And I remain Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are one week away from a card that doesn't matter. Here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers.